Welcome, everyone, to the So Weird Podcast. I'm Kathy. I'm Melissa. And I'm Emily. And today we are going to review the episode Still Life. What do you guys think about this one? I actually really like it. It's definitely one of the better episodes in season three, in my own opinion. Yeah, uh, you know, rewatching it, I agree. And it's funny because... I don't remember liking it much when I was younger. I remember being irritated by it because it reminded me it felt too similar to the plot of an episode from something else. I just looked up Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes and saw that there was an episode called The Tale of the Unfinished Painting, which I can't really remember watching, but maybe that's what I thought it was kind of borrowing from. I'm not sure, but I enjoyed it this time around. Yeah, I do remember watching this growing up, and I liked it a lot. But I did like a lot of season three episodes when I first watched it. But this one stood out. I think I liked it more than others because the episode is kind of simple, and it's not annoying, which that's like the main thing that bothers me about a lot of season three episodes is there's something about it that's annoying. Mm -hmm. But to me, this one's not really that annoying. It's pretty simple them getting trapped in the painting like when i was a kid that freaked me out a little bit mm, personally i would love to get stuck in a painting <laughs> which one mm. uh i don't know anything that's pretty yeah i live in central california which is not really the pretty part of the state so <laughs> so starting off the opener is kind of like one of those cold opens, uh, we see the painter who's named Perry, and he's painting, you know, a beautiful landscape painting, and his, the art director, I think, Madison, or Miranda uh, Scott? Miranda Scott. Um, she sees him painting this and says, like, why are you painting this? It's not what you usually paint. It's not what people want to see and buy. So basically, we figure out that, like, he's painting for the audience, but not for himself. And then it goes on with Annie talking about um, Pygmalion. Is that how you say yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And how um, there's a statue that he made that he fell in love with. Those first two people that we see, for some reason, they, st they like stood out to me. I think it's because the woman, the actress voice is, um, I don't know, it sticks out to you easily and it's kind of recognizable but then I looked her up and she wasn't in that many things where she was a, an important character uh, uh, she was in quite a few things um, she, she was in a lot of things but like a lot of those side yeah. people in the background yeah she was Ellen in Supernatural one of the best characters She's a fan favorite. Oh. Um, yeah, she's yeah. also in Smallville, The L Word, which uh, Carrie was also in. Um, and she was also in The Collector, which Alex Zahara, who played Perry, was also in an episode <laughs> of The Collector, which is, of course, created and produced by John Cooksey. And Alex is in an episode of it, along with many others who've also been in So Weird. I think, yeah, she does have a memorable voice, the mm -hmm. actress. But 
It's funny because when I watched Natural, I had no idea that she'd been in an episode of So Weird because I hadn't watched the season in so long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the actress, I mean, the actor name, Alex, actually, we didn't say the the female's name, Samantha Ferris. And mm -hmm. Perry, his name is Alex Zahara. Yeah. And, yeah, he's also been in many, many, many things. He's still acting he was in Once Upon a Time, mm -hmm. I think it may be like two or three episodes as King Midas, who's the father of Abigail. But yeah, I also did not recognize him when yeah. I watched Once Upon a Time because I hadn't seen this in a while. But his face is like, you know, once I saw the comparisons and the gifts, I'm like, his face is so memorable. Huh. <laughs> it's so unique looking. Yeah, he was also in Supernatural. And a couple episodes of Riverdale. Yeah, they're Canadian actors, so. Yeah. They're doing all those shows. <laughs> Continuing with the episode. So, originally, the Phillips and Carrie were going to go on a camping trip. But it started raining, so they had to cancel. So they're just at home playing board games. Then um, the lights go out. And then weird stuff starts happening. Molly brings in a painting saying how she just bought it. And we see that once they stare at the painting and they wish that they were there in the painting, you know, that actually happens. Their wish comes true. They literally go into the painting. Yeah. And, you know, watching it the first couple times, it seemed to, uh, what's the word? I guess convenient. I don't know that like, Molly and Jack practically said the same thing when they were standing in front of the painting and they both got sucked in. But yeah. Then I think after that, don't they all get sucked in, even if they don't say out loud, like, yeah. I want to be in that painting? Yeah, so, I think Annie was like, what about me? Yeah, um, the others, we don't see them look at the painting, but I guess <laughs> they looked at it. It's because it was raining, it was leaking in the house. Um, they were bored. They were hungry. They basically they didn't want to be there. So yeah. They just had that fleeting thought, like, man, I'd like to be in that landscape <laughs> <laughs> than in the house. Yeah. But when they go in there, they see um, the artist guy Perry. But they're having a good time. I don't know what they're doing, skipping rocks, or Molly's just enjoying herself. And uh, they don't seem to realize they're not supposed to be there. Nope. Until Annie gets there, she realizes that, you know, they were not supposed to be there. They were back at home in the when there's a thunderstorm going on. Yeah, uh, which is probably work of the Panther, to be honest. And the fact that she's got that awareness, but nobody else does. Yeah, which is, yeah. you know, it's the season three thing that happens where all the other cast, they don't know what the weird thing is, or they're just going along with it. Annie knows for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess as an audience, we're supposed to pick up on the fact that it's Annie's panther. Like, it doesn't overtly say, oh, it's probably your panther or yeah. anything. So we have to kind of figure it out for ourselves. I guess. <laughs> when yeah. I was a kid, like, I did not pick that up at all. Yeah, but... and I don't think I would have either. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly didn't really pick that up till recently, this last rewatch. I mean, it always bothered me that they never really 
understood except for Annie that they're not supposed to be there, that it, they're literally inside of a painting. It didn't occur to me that it was probably the Panther till this last rewatch. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just going with what you guys said because you guys have brought it up before. So I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. I don't know if that's the real reasoning, the whole Panther thing, but we'll just yeah. go with that. <laughs> yeah. Because she still gets sucked in. It's not like Panther completely protects her from the the supernatural forces at large. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird. So the artist, you know, he sees all these people come in and he's getting annoyed because he wants to be alone. So he's like being kind of evil and like trapping them in a cave and all that. And he's trying to save everyone, get everyone back because it's not reality. Yeah. So the way she does that is by making a deal with the artist saying she's going to go back, bring some stuff for them to make them want to go back home. Doesn't work out too well, though. <laughs> I do like that she brought the picture of Fee for Molly. Yeah. and I kind of like that it didn't work out because she brought back Jack's baseball mitt. Like, what would that do? I mean, you yeah. can use it at the park. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. The, harmo- the harmonica, like, does mm-hmm. Barry really love that a lot? <laughs> Is that no. supposed to remind him of his dad? Because it's technically Ned's, right? I don't know. Probably. I don't know. It's one of the things that doesn't really make sense about this episode. I did like seeing the picture of P, like you said. It was it's nice. A nice little reminder of <laughs> what the show was before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then for Clue, they bring uh, she brings Chinese food because he's been hungry the whole time. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, it doesn't work out. They're just like, oh, thanks. And they keep having a good time. <laughs> when she's at home collecting the things, the doorbell rings. And it's the art director person named Miranda. Yes. And she's saying like she wants the painting back. Or she just wants to look at it or take a picture of it because it moved her. But did anyone else think that was, like, I don't know, a little odd? I always felt like her and him had some weird chemistry thing going on. (laughs) Yeah, it was uh, very odd. I mean, who shows up at a house to just look at a painting? That's like... If I uh, showed up at my uh, grandma's house, which isn't my grandma's house anymore, but it's where I grew up, I just knock on the door asking if I could see the inside of the house because I miss it. (laughs) Yeah, it felt a little contrived to me. Like, she was there just for the sake of the story, really. It doesn't make a lot of sense for her to go over there. Yeah. I did like how... Annie's like, um, Molly's uh, not here right now. And uh, she's like, where is she be going in this weather? And Annie's like, what are you doing here in this weather? Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. I agree. In the beginning, Molly did say that the painter disappeared a month ago. And she's like, whoa, isn't that weird? And so yeah. that's when the art director person comes that's why I assumed, like, oh, it's because he's missing. Does she know that he's in the painting? I don't think so. No? I assume not. I don't know. But then when Annie goes back inside the painting, she tells the artist that she went to go, you know, she wanted to see the painting, and he was like, 
whoa, for like he was shocked. <laughs> and then Annie says, you don't use your gift to hide from the world. And then, you know, that one line makes him change his mind and stop being yeah. an asshole, basically. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I'm going to try to help yeah. you know, help you guys, even though I'm the one that made everyone be stuck. <laughs> so he sets them free from the cave. Yeah. He's like, well, you just... You just have to want to go back. So since the things didn't work, and he's like, you know, well, what else can work? And then he starts painting these environmental factors that will make them want to leave, like mosquitoes. Uh, sunlight. Which, how do you draw? How do you paint mosquitoes? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Little dots. I guess. <laughs> and then it starts raining, and that's when they want to leave. But then he's like, well, I didn't paint the rain huh. the leaks that are happening inside the real house is leaking onto the painting clue's reaction to that was funny how he was just noticing this guy and he's like what the is this yeah yeah so basically like their reality is like i don't know is melting the right word yeah i don't know what better word to use <laughs> Their fantasy is washing away. Yes. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, that's okay. happening. And yeah, now they want to go back home and it's working. Um, they're like flashing away back to reality. And the artist is like, oh, you guys forgot your things. And he gets them. But I guess it's too late. Everything like his paintings washed away. Yeah. You know, you're left to think like, oh, he's is he gone? Like from reality? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, scene when they're all like uh, standing there outside the painting and they're looking at each other like what just happened is uh, really funny yeah it's one of those moments where they should recognize that something weird happened yeah <laughs> like in a lot of other episodes and the story Annie gave them was that they, they just came back from a camping trip I don't know, and then they just all end up in the kitchen, not the kitchen, the dining room. Yeah. That's all I could remember. It's just another one of those moments in season three where you're like, come on, guys. I did like the end how uh, Jack was telling Annie, you know, I went out to the, uh, the car and uh, when we drove back and it was cold. How do you explain that? And Annie is like, I don't know, Jack. You're the best explainer around here. <laughs> and then they give each other this look. Yeah. I can see where the shippers make <laughs> that moment and, and run with it. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and of course, they, they don't remember anything. Yeah, it's interesting that Jack actually went outside and investigated that. Because I feel like he'd be the one that's just like, uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Shrug it off. But in that case, he actually, yeah, he checked. Yeah, I feel like Jack in this season he kind of starts to open his mind up to the weird stuff, which is interesting to watch unfold. I just wish he would have started opening up his mind to it with feet around. Yeah. The episode ends with them getting a package, and it's all their stuff that they had left behind. And the artist, Perry, he sent them a letter saying, like, I think you guys would have wanted this. Yeah. Basically, they just think it's odd. 
and uh, he sent Molly a new painting, and Molly is uh, like, where should I hang this? And Annie's like, maybe don't hang it yet. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that scene. <laughs> it was just <laughs> weird. They just kept looking at each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that look Molly had on her face. Yeah, it was very confusing. <laughs> like, what is she thinking in that moment? She's thinking, like, Annie's acting weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, like, the whole episode, basically. Yeah. Sorry, I, like, I think it's really a simple episode. Mm-hmm. Did you all notice at the beginning that Carrie was playing the music from Blues on his harmonica? Maybe that's why Annie brought him the harmonica. Yeah, I did notice that. I just wasn't sure if it was blues or some other song. No, it was. It's the same uh, harmonica instrumental that uh, <laughs> Ned's playing. It's like the mm-hmm. background to the whatever that song's called. I don't like mm-hmm. that song very much. but uh, <laughs> Yeah. I yeah. was actually watching the blues uh, podcast episode like uh, – this last week, I think on Halloween, actually, a friend and I were watching Coco, and it reminded me of the the plot, and it kind of reminded me of the whole Addison Foster, his plot line of it. It just reminded me so much of that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my friend and I ended up watching the Blues podcast that night. <laughs> oh. I never um, made that connection. That's cool, though. One thing that's interesting to note is that the person who wrote this, Bruce Zimmerman, wrote Blues. So I wonder mm-hmm. if he just kind of wrote in, hey, include this song from the other episode I wrote in this one. Probably. <laughs> Speaking of the writing, now that we all know about the season three that was planned, this episode is pretty similar to one of the ideas that was introduced for the season three that we never got. Huh. I don't remember. The Nile Hotel episode. Yeah, where they go and it's like they don't want to leave because it's so nice. <laughs> yeah, they well, they forget all their troubles. So oh. the longer they stay, they forget everything painful that's happened to them, such as Rick's death. Yeah. Uh, and then at some point, he tries to convince them to leave. I can't remember. She puts things together that don't make sense. Um, at the hotel and uh-uh. then starts to convince everyone to leave. I, yeah, that sounds like it turned out pretty well for this episode. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if it was uh, contributed by Bruce Zimmerman. Um, mm-hmm. According to that document we found, it was John's idea. Oh. Huh. Yeah, I wonder if he's seen this episode. <laughs> he said he hadn't watched any of season three episodes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of the writer, I just looked up the director. Uh, it was Pat Williams. He's directed a lot of uh, the best <laughs> So Weird episodes. Strangeling, Singularity, Lost, Destiny, Vampire. Okay, that one's not the best. Uh, <laughs> Transplant, Twin, Rewind, Carnival, Still Life. Penfowl, Babel, and Gone Fishing. Yeah, those yeah. are some of the better season three episodes. Yeah, and Bruce Zimmerman also transplant and sacrifice, and sacrifice is one of my favorites. Oh yeah, Carrie said that he thinks board games are boring, and I just <laughs> have to say I wholeheartedly disagree. I love board games. He's just <laughs> playing the wrong ones. <laughs> I feel like 
the people who think they're boring, they don't know how to play them. Yeah, they don't know how to play them. <laughs> Sorry, I just learned that uh, Bruce Zimmerman has written for Criminal Minds, and yeah, kind of fangirls there for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> what else about this one? Oh, Clue is really funny. Well, you know, he has this humor where he's like falling down or yeah, saying, he's saying funny stuff. I don't know. He made me laugh a lot in this episode. I guess I don't know if he made me laugh a lot, but he didn't bother me as much in this episode as he has in other episodes this season. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of weird to me. Did he paint himself painting in the painting? Oh, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, this is like Meta. It's like kind of weird. Like, how, how does he have the painting inside the painting? Is it like keep getting smaller and smaller? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, it's so confused. As if he's in the painting, how is the painting in the painting yeah. affecting the reality? <laughs> I don't know. It's It's hard to think about. <laughs> so it's better just to not think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, something else to comment on, I it's about the opening, actually. I think it does a really good job at showing how industrialized the art, art industry in general has become over the years. I think it's mostly, like, in music, but I guess it also probably happens uh, with art and paintings and stuff, or graphic design and stuff like that. I think it does a good job at explaining that, and I don't feel like it's talked about that much. Yeah. That's true. Because, yeah, when uh, art is your job, and sometimes it's, I imagine it's sometimes hard to do, uh, do it for yourself, and when you do it for yourself, nobody, there's the chance that nobody will appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Like, a comparison of that would be to when Molly was writing her jingles, you know, mm -hmm. she's making money that way. Yeah. We're buying that. And then now she's like, um, as a solo, she was like, you know, sometimes struggling, sometimes getting those bad reviews. Yeah. I liked the opening. I felt like one of the better openings in season three. It had a lot more going on than some of them were. Yeah. I don't know. Like in the first two seasons, I felt like the openings were more informative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and season three, is, I don't know, kind of generic but this one I, I liked oh i liked that the house the roof was leaking in the new house i appreciated that i feel like it is the house in the mountains revenge it's rick's revenge <laughs> family for moving houses oh. wow <laughs> yeah it, the thunderstorm it kind of reminded me you know they're in the house the whole episode and it's like the background rain it reminded me of lightning rod yeah no, lightning rod and medium at the end when it's like raining hmm. yeah that's true i'd kind of like to know where the uh scene by the pond was filmed it's very pretty it looks familiar think. too yeah and i, I mean I've, I've been to vancouver a few times so i've probably seen it i just don't remember exactly where yeah and if you just travel a few like an hour or 30 minutes any direction like you get a different landscape sometimes i don't know there's so many places in british columbia that's like so beautiful yeah i'm pretty mm -hmm. sure i accidentally came across the uh, filming location for annie's song when i was there 
Oh, really? Yeah, I was in um, a park there. Stanley Park? Yeah, Stanley Park. And uh, I kind of, like, went off a path and came across an area that looked exactly like it. Well, not exactly, like, things have changed over the last 20 years. But uh, it looks like what I uh, imagine it looking like today. Yeah, in Stanley Park, there's a those totem poles. It's like yeah. a little tourist area. Yeah, when I went to Stanley Park, I sadly didn't have time to go there. I, I definitely recommend you checking it out next time if you go there again. I gotta get back to British Columbia. Same. Anyway, I was there <laughs> last month. I just can't believe that I stayed in the hotel that was in Twin, and like I, I wasn't even aware of it. Oh my god! Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> I, I, I accidentally <laughs> came across that too. I didn't. I did not know it was there. Then I look up and I see the gargoyle things. I'm like, that looks familiar. <laughs> and, <laughs> that was crazy. Ready for ratings? Um. Yeah. Okay. This one was a better one. I like it. Nothing about it's like really annoying to me. Annie like sees the issue. She solves it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. So I think I would give this one a 6 out of 10. I think I will give it a 7 out of 10. Because uh, I do really like it. I like that she sees the issue and solves it. There are things I don't like, like how nobody else seems to realize there's a problem. And mm -hmm. there's just some things that don't really work. But other than that, it's a good episode. Um, I give this one a thumbs up. I do think it's one of the better ones in season three. Um, I kind of like that Annie solves it. Like she, she has a good method of trying to bring the gang back, but it doesn't work. And ultimately, she isn't the one who saves everyone. It's a leaky roof. <laughs> uh, I think that's kind of a cool idea. It's clever. Yeah. They establish early on in the episode that there is a leak. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of fun. Just the concept was really fun. Um, I do agree. I just I don't like that they didn't realize what was happening. No one picked up on it except Annie. Um, that's always going to create my nerves <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh also negative points for um ned and irene not being there yeah so i noticed yeah in season three they're not in a lot of episodes yeah i feel like i brought that up in a previous episode i just really missed them being around <laughs> yeah i guess and, they're hanging out at their house but but the thing, it's like this season has a lot of episodes. It has like double than season one and same amount as season two. Yeah, and um no, it's just that they didn't incorporate them. I guess they just couldn't figure out what to do with them. It's I think we've talked about it before, but you know, the adults in season three just don't get the same kind of storylines. Because they weren't in the previous episode of just changeling. And being there, it was just Ned. I or were they both in that one? Being there is so forgettable right now. I <laughs> I don't remember if Irene was there. 
And she wasn't in uh, Earth 101 either. Yeah. yeah, neither of them. So they're barely in season three, which is a little sad. I think the next episode is Great Mistake and they're not in there. Looking at the next episodes, and I think the next one they're in is probably The Muse. Mm. Which is a little bit down the line. It's feedback time. So the first comment we have is from Sunday Dinobot on our Being There episode. They said... I didn't expect another podcast so soon. But yeah, this episode is my guilty pleasure. I've always liked plot lines about insect colonies. When I was a kid, I used to watch an ant colony outside my house. I don't know. I was always fascinated by bugs. So seeing personified bees, I was going to love this episode no matter how stupid it was. (laughs) The only explanation that I can come up with for the bees being able to turn human is that queen bees have magic in the So Weird universe. Weak and a cop-out, but I have no other theories, and the writers probably did not put that much thought into it. I don't think it's a good idea to keep that servant around as a human to tend to the hive. He could return with pesticides and take revenge. They should have just let him go and be human on his own. (laughs) (laughs) Why would he need to take revenge? I don't know. I can't remember, but didn't they end on good terms? I don't know. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I thought he was just like, hey, I want to be a human. And they were like, okay, go be human. But anyway, thank you for the comments. Mm-hmm. This one is from uh, Moonlight Reel on the Earth 101 episode. Uh, ha. I loved the Thanksgiving hate. It was always my least favorite holiday as a kid. And I was there watching that same Thanksgiving marathon as all of you that day. I wasn't fooled into thinking Fee was coming back, but I still remember the letdown when the episode uh, was such a dud. I listened to that episode, and, um, like, I wasn't on the podcast, but I listened to it. And, wow, the Thanksgiving hate was strong that, <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah, my favorite part of that episode is Cat's anger. Like, oh my god! Sex, <laughs> hatred. <laughs> but I well, don't really have a relationship with her yet because I just learned about her like a year ago. <laughs> Thank you for the comment. So this is from Nasea on the Changeling episode. They said. Man, that changeling baby is ugly. Thanks for reading my comments again. Also, I had fun watching So Weird again for Halloween. I forgot to comment on some old episodes, so look forward to those comments in the next episode. Also, I like the Jack song at the end there. Very nice. That baby. I think that was the scariest thing of the show, really. (laughs) It was the baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's so ugly. That's cool. You watch So Weird for Halloween. I usually do that or I do like a live stream, but I was busy, unfortunately. Nisea also commented on our family reunion episode saying, the effects in the first episode may not hold up, but it's still a great episode about what became an awesome show. Um, Yeah, I haven't watched the pilot in a really long time. I was just reflecting on this uh, (laughs) a couple weeks ago that like we've been recording this show for over two years now so like some of the earlier episodes i haven't watched in two years which is bonkers to me i know it's crazy yeah yeah 
I, I'm not a huge fan of pilots in general, but it's a pretty good one, I feel like. Same. For, yeah. I don't think the characters act quite like themselves. Of course, Irene is a completely different person, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That is something to ask Belinda about if we ever interview her. And Jack's, like, a little too mean in that episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. Fee's voice is kind of not typical. I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> I um, love Fee's voice. <laughs> I know, but in that one, it's just, she doesn't sound like herself. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's the bad video. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Okay. Also, from Nisea on Escape... Uh, I love this episode. The idea of traveling outside your body is pretty cool. And my inner thing to mention about this episode, but uh, I'm sorry I can't believe the moment when Fee on the roller coaster. I know she was sad that Clue and Jack didn't join her, but I'm sorry it was in- impossible to have a straight face while riding a roller coaster. She had to, on a green screen, or had take something, <laughs> so she wanted to scream uh, while she was writing it, because I can't believe she could have had a straight face while riding a roller coaster when I'm riding a roller coaster and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, <laughs> even if it's a bad day for me if I'm on the roller coaster. I cannot be on one without screaming my head off. (laughs) Oh, come on. Fee's not afraid of ghosts. Do you think she's going to be afraid of a roller coaster? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. But I agree. It's a humorous moment. Uh, I don't think it's it's funny. react that way normally. Yeah. I have done that before where I'm not making a face, but it's for, like, the pictures. (laughs) Yeah. Or if you ride a roller coaster enough, you won't react by screaming. Yeah. yeah. I like roller coasters. Um, they don't get me scared, so I don't really scream on them. I'm just, like, smiling really big the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I love roller coasters. <laughs> yeah, I have a picture of myself that was taken on um, Space Mountain on grad night, which I graduated, like, 10 years ago, so... Yeah, uh, my face is insane. <laughs> Anyone have anything else to talk about? Not that I can think of. Have you all started watching those Netflix shows? Uh, the new spooky shows on Netflix? <laughs> on the last podcast episode, I know Zach was mentioning the Sabrina one, and he was like, anyone going to see it? And um, nobody said anything besides him. I don't have interest in that show. Um, yeah, this one is actually, it takes place in the same universe as Riverdale, which is interesting. In the same oh. universe? Yeah, because uh, they uh, used to be comics, yeah. and the comics uh, took place in the same universe. The uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is actually produced by the same person who produces Riverdale. Mm-hmm. And I believe a character from uh, Riverdale appears in an episode of Sabrina. I just don't know which character. It's the pizza guy, though. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I heard some people 
liked it a lot. I'm seeing it on social media, like all the gifts and all that. Some people yeah. didn't like it because it was like too dark or satanic or something. Huh. Um, I, I don't think I would like it because I just don't like those CW shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, mm. I watched the first episode and I did not watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch when I grew up. I, I know nothing about the show. So I just watched the first episode and uh, I felt like, okay, it was a pilot, so I need to give another episode a shot. But it was kind of all over the place. There was too much going on. And I don't know. The characters weren't super likable to me. Hmm. So I yeah. know, I'll, I'll watch another episode. But I was more interested in the Hill House show. That one's really interesting and creepy a little bit. Yeah, it's been out for maybe a month or so. But yeah, I saw it um, the last weekend of October. My birthday weekend. So I kind of spent it just watching the whole show. Um, Because it's 10 episodes, I believe. I guess I'm just going to promote it. (laughs) It's so good. I thought it was so good. The first episode was a little slow. Yeah, I think I probably tried watching it with a friend. If I'm thinking of the riot show. But... uh... It was very hard to get into for me. Yeah, the first episode was like, okay, not too interesting. But I heard it's good, so I'm going to keep going. And I think by the second episode, especially by the third, you're like hooked in already. I mean, it's about a family and there's five siblings, which at first you'll think that's a lot. But um, yeah, the stories for each one is like, they're, they're pretty unique. Hmm. That's how I felt watching the pilot. I was like, hold up, there are five of these kids. Like, how am I going to keep track of all? Yeah, but it was good. And the ending has a nice little hook to it to keep you watching. Uh Um, All right. I think that's about it. This has been the So Weird podcast. I'm Kathy. I'm Melissa. And I'm Emily. Thanks for listening and keep the faith. Bye. Bye. Bye.